I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Castology. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Castology. Hello. A podcast about podcasts. So meta. A meta podcast. (laughs) I am Zane C. Weber and my co-hosts are... Patrick Shearer. And Liz Best. And we are all mad podcast consumers. A little bit obsessed. A little obsessed. Although I haven't been able to consume as many podcasts as I would like this week because my headphone jack has been playing up. Mine... Two. Yeah, I took it to the repair person and they can either get the charger to work but not the headphone jack or the headphone jack but not the charger. So I chose the charger this week. See, I'm one of those jerks that just walks around with my phone on loud listening to podcasts when <laughs> I get out of the that. car. <laughs> See, some of that. the podcasts that I listen to, I'm not comfortable with everyone around Dude, me, me listening either. to. So I turn, it down really, I, I turn it down really low and hold it up to my ear and hope that no one hears the Oh, man, I've got some really bad stories about pulling up to Macca's to get a cheeseburger at the exact wrong moment of a murder podcast. Oh, good. Well, okay, so what each episode of this podcast is going to be is we're going to recommend a podcast that we have listened to and liked and want you to listen to if you like the sound of it. Each of us have a specific taste in podcasts. We didn't have much overlap when we went through our lists. Which I thought was really surprising. I thought there'd be more overlap, but we've all got pretty different tastes. I was surprised because I listened to so many podcasts, I thought that there would be at least a a fair bit of overlap in the Venn diagram. (laughs) Of, of our Was there absolutely habits. none? There were a few between us. Yeah, uh, some some true crime I yeah. listened to but uh, and some history from you, Patrick. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but there wasn't many, which is good, and there are hundreds and thousands of podcasts out there, mm. so mm. that's good. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you have a podcast that you would like us to consider recommending, Feel free to drop us a line on the so- on social media. We are on Facebook. We'll be on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can send us an email at castologypodcast at gmail.com. And we will consider it. We'll consider um, it we strongly. We have a lot of podcasts <laughs> to get through already. Yeah. Um, I did not think that my list would be that long when I... I'm impressed with how, like, I thought my list would be pretty long, but I'm damn impressed with how long your list is. Like, Look, I mean, podcasts are my good. life list. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. See, if I didn't also love audiobooks, I think my podcast list would be a hell of a lot longer. Oh, I'm so behind on all these audiobooks now that you mention that. <laughs> mm. So I'm giving podcast precedence. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I thought this episode we should go about, introduce ourselves, our relationship to podcasts, what we like to listen to mm. and when we listen to it. And then we can start, then we can recommend maybe our biggest podcast love at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the next episode, 
what we will do is we'll have a reaction from the others who have listened to our recommendation from the previous episode and then we'll go on do another recommendation into the future. Yeah, because we're going to be prescribing episodes for each of us to listen to from our favourite podcast. So we had a good case at the start where none of us had listened to the other people's podcasts. So mm-hmm. we recommend our favourite episodes and then we're going to tell you what we each think of each other's tastes. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully not shit on each other too much. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have listened to a number of the podcasts on your list, mm. Patrick, and it is enlightening about your personality. Is it really? I'm not judging you at all <laughs> but it does it is enlightening as to what you choose to consume yes yeah. okay i don't know what to make of that just yet no well <laughs> over the next few episodes you will find out okay good <laughs> so shall i start you shall yeah, go. okay so cards on the table mm. i own and run a podcast network yes <laughs> so i you don't say i produce Podcasts. I host podcasts and I publish other people's podcasts. Uh, so I'm also a podcast consultant. So if people want to refine their podcast or launch their podcast, they'll come to me and I'll help them through that process. Uh, so if there's businesses launching a professional podcast or people looking to kind of integrate a podcast into their other entrepreneurial sort of uh, side projects, uh, that's something that I do freelance on the side of my full-time job as a graphic designer, Mm -hmm. which I'm lucky enough to be able to listen to podcasts to Mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, So that's how I consume podcasts mostly is at my desk at work. Mm. Um, And then because I don't really get to listen to podcasts other than the ones that I'm producing and hosting outside of work because that takes up all the rest of my time. I got into podcasts very, very early. You um, liked them before they were cool. <laughs> well, Way before. I liked them when they were called internet radio. Uh, <laughs> You're so old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked them when you had to use a torrenting program to subscribe <laughs> to them. Uh, I liked them before iPhones existed. Uh, <laughs> How far back does this go? Um, well, I I was thinking the other the iPhone day. iPhone is what, 2007? Yeah, I think I started listening to my first podcast in 2005. Right. Wow. Uh, and that was a Canadian, uh, like, queer news podcast. But it was three comedians. They were very funny. But I had to download a – you could listen to them online episode by episode, mm. uh, the boring and slow way or you could subscribe through like a torrenting program right. um back in the days of like LimeWire mm. and bizarre. <laughs> oh the pain of LimeWire. <laughs> uh so yeah that's how I got introduced to podcast. Uh then the renaissance came when smartphones came out and podcasting apps were a thing. And I've been listening to one or two podcasts pretty much since then, uh, but in the last 10 years, I guess, podcasts have been a very constant part of my life uh, and my internet and media consumption. Mm. Um, my taste tends towards narrative podcasts and fiction podcasts, but also comedy podcasts and science podcasts, that sort of thing. Um, so before I get into my recommendation, mm. 
who wants to go first with how they got into podcasts? Um, well, because mine is such a huge juxtaposition to yours, <laughs> I will probably go next. Um, I got into podcasts last year <laughs> and pretty much have just listened to them nonstop for a couple of years. Um, a maid of mine, Natalie, was the first person to introduce me to podcasts because she knows that I would binge Netflix documentaries on true crime. She's like, oh, my God, you need to listen to this particular one, which I'm not going to mention yet because it's my recommendation. <laughs> and I actually had to physically hand her, hand my phone to her and say, please show me where the podcasts live um, because I had no idea. I will say I've been to <laughs> parties where it's where I've spoken about doing podcasts and the podcasts that I put out and people have I've just had a pile of phones that they're like please set up yeah. podcasts on my right. phone. Well, see, I didn't really <laughs> I didn't really understand what they were because I know that when I was listening to like commercial radio, I'd hear people going, "Oh, check out the podcast." And I'm like, "Oh, so is it just the talking bits from commercial radio?" having no idea that people mm. were actually making stuff to fully put out in that particular medium. Um, so since then, because um, I used to have a, well, I still sort of do have a, an Audible membership, but I would listen to books back to back to back to back to back um, because as a journalist and writer, the last thing I want to do when I get home is look at words, but I still wanted to consume stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, I started listening to audio books and then podcasts and I used to cop a lot of flack from my ex who would be like, you're not reading technically. And I'm like, I'm still consuming the literature. It's the same thing. Leave me alone. Um, and some would say in defense of audio books that listening to Stephen Fry read through the entirety of Harry Potter right? is Better. an entirely different form of consumption than reading the books or watching the movies. For somebody yes, who yeah. is who is who's an complete, actor. Uh, Arthur, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle works read by Stephen Fry. He's so great. just a, a yeah. thousand times better than me reading it with my head voice, which yeah. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like I don't get me wrong, I love books. I love the smell of them. I love reading them, but as a as a theatrical person and we're all in theatre, it's it's quite wonderful to hear. Some books I've recommended to people just because I love the people who've read them and then I go listen to the next. But um, podcast-wise, I pretty much started off true crime and it was only after I devoured every true crime podcast that I could find that wasn't just a derivative of the first one that I came yeah, onto yeah. Um, that I started branching out into other topics. But, yeah, I'm pretty much all about murder. And you've, you've, <laughs> well, you've joined the podcasting phenomenon at just the right time for murder. Yeah, oh, look, uh, true crime I feel is like everywhere. there's a massive boom in it. And, and like, obviously, statistically, um, women listen to the true crime a lot more than men. And I'll get into in the next few episodes why that is because there's very definite reasons as to why I connect with it personally. But um, I think it's kind of one of those things that, I've always been fascinated with it, but I never really like to talk about it because I don't want to be the weird person at the party who starts talking about Jeffrey Dahmer in the middle of people having cocktails. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can do that. So if you want random facts about Jeffrey Dahmer, I'm your girl. Just buy your cocktail. Yeah, just buy me a cocktail <laughs> and I'll tell you all the serial killer things you need to know. <laughs> so all that's right. me. Um, I think the first podcast that I listened to or watched rather was about six years ago uh, on YouTube. And it was very, very compelling information. And I don't think I actually started listening to podcasts until maybe a year after that. But I was like, that was like amazing, that sort of thing. And that like, you can just consume that information 
it through your ears while you're doing other stuff. Yes, that's my yeah. favorite yeah. part. The so multitasking. Like I've had multiple jobs over the years that I'm you know, able to do that, like whether it's delivering or walking around or yes. whatever the thing is. And then just anytime I'm doing like a household chore, like why not fill your head with information rather mm. than nothing? Yeah. Mm. As much as I enjoy listening to music, this is this feels this feels more uh, productive. It does, yeah, and passively as well. You mm. don't have to don't have to dedicate time, yeah. to yes. specifically consuming podcasts. Yeah. And even when I would play video games, like just listen to one at the same time. If it's you know easy enough to do, I don't have to focus too much. It's like now, I feel like I'm actually not wasting my time entirely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think I'm just like an audible learner as well. So it just it just appealed to me immensely. Yeah. Well, I, that it's funny you should say that. I also am. I learn from listening and. Mm talking to people and podcasts are a great way to tap into that without mm. actually having to converse with someone. Cause if you're listening to two people talk yeah. like you're involved in that Just conversation, the, the retention is still there. Yeah. Plus you me. feel like you've got extra friends. You're like, Oh, Hey yeah. friends on my podcast. <laughs> talk to me about atmosphere things. <laughs> that usually is present in a podcast. It makes it easier to digest rather than listening to a lecture or something like that. Mm. Mm. Have that having, being said, some of my favorite podcasts are that sort of format mm. where there is one person speaking at you, a mm. very kind of structured delivery of information. But I think definitely the conversational sort of podcast is definitely my yeah. favored yeah. kind. See, it depends what I'm looking for. If I'm looking for entertainment, the conversational stuff is what I will automatically go to. But there's a lot of the podcasts that I listen to that are that very well researched, but because it's 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 um it's research and it's curated, so it's it's a script that's been written, so it's written to be entertaining rather than just yes. someone talking yeah. at you. Um, so there's the pauses and there's the you know dramatic moments, and then they'll take <laughs> an ad break, and you'd be like, God damn it! But I you know if I want to be entertained, I go for conversational, and if I want to learn more about a particular topic, I do like a good well researched. Yeah, well podcast. polished. Well polished mm. with good like sound design and, you know, yeah. Well, that's I, I think what we're going to – what I want to focus on in this podcast is the goods of podcasting because mm. there are so many articles and critiques online of bad podcasts, whereas I just don't think that that's – why do we want to put that? We don't want to put that out into yeah. the world. Like there's already enough crap in the world. Quite That's, right. You and know, like you can. Recommend what we're passionate about. You can listen to a podcast with bad sound design, but if the content's compelling, then it's still worth it. Yes. Absolutely. And you can mention that as well. Like if the first couple of apps have terrible sound design but persevere, like that's that's what we're here to I help am you guilty with. of it's that. It's fun to yeah. watch the journey go by yeah. sometimes. That's some of, yeah. Like, My first podcast, the sound Quality is terrible uh, because it's just one mic in the middle of a table surrounded by six people. Oh, wow. Oh, and shoot. it is not great. <laughs> but yeah. I keep it up there because, again. It's part of your history. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm all into linear. Like if I can't go back and listen from the start, I get really agitated. So it's really quite fun for me to go to the start and listen to how crap the sound design was and how they're like, we have no idea what we're doing because then you're in on the in-jokes all the way through yeah, as well. And it's kind of really lovely to see how excited people get that their podcast is taking off. And then all of a sudden, like a hundred episodes later, they're quitting their jobs and I'm sitting there jealous as hell going, God damn these guys. One day. Yeah. One day. <laughs> all right. Well, shall we get into our first recommendations? Sure. Let's. Would you like to go first? Pat? I'll go first. Yeah. So um, the specific episodes that I 
Well, the, would, like, the title to recommend for, for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first uh, podcast that I watched, the one that I mentioned before, was the Joe Rogan Experience, uh, and that particular episode, I don't know the episode number, but it was with a fella called Graham Hancock and one of Joe's comedian friends, Duncan Trussell. So Joe, for people who don't know, is a comedian. He commentates the UFC. He's been a TV presenter for a while and then just sort of started fooling around in his basement with friends and, you know, recording conversations. Yeah, now it's become one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Um, So this particular episode was just the three of them sort of on camera. Graham Hancock is a journalist initially who has basically got this theory that the Egypt, the pyramids, the Sphinx, all this sort of stuff is far older than mainstream archaeologists initially suspect. They think it's about is there 4, such a thing 000? as a non-mainstream archaeologist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this would be yeah. This would this would be these guys. These would be the sort of what would the, yeah, the like pseudoscientists kind of. That's what they sort of get labeled yeah. as. But I think he made a very very compelling argument. I mean, if you were interested in it, you could look up his stuff. I don't really want to make mm. the case for. <laughs> Ancient no, Egypt here. here. You, it is your responsibility. Prove it. Right. Oh, prove the burden it. of proof is on me. Um, <laughs> Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The most compelling thing I found was that there's actually water erosion on the Sphinx. That's You can look at images of it. It's been carved out by what appears to be heavy rainfall. And the last time there was heavy rainfall in the Nile Valley that would uh, correspond with that sort of uh, erosion was about 12,000 years ago. So that was one thing that a geologist named Robert Schock uh, sort of from he's at Boston University sort of put out there and he sort of got laughed off and away. This was what, that was six years ago. So that was 2012 when I first listened to that. Since then, this evidence has become much more accepted. Right. Um, With the discovery of Gobekli Tepe as well, which is like a 20,000 year old monument in Mm. uh, Mm. Turkey, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Graham Hancock, uh, Robert Schock, John Anthony West is the Egyptologist who died recently. And then a guy named Randall Carlson, they've sort of been at the forefront of this, like sort of putting out this notion that civilization may might be far older than we initially anticipated, which I found to be the most compelling thing on the planet mm. because then that suggested to me that there was perhaps some sort of perhaps not technologically advanced but far more technologically advanced than we initially considered civilization that would be so alien to anything that we – It would. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like having an alien – race on the planet mm. at a time. And I was like, that sort of blew my mind wide open and just made me um, begin to question all sorts of things. Uh, and then I guess from there, I listened to a few more episodes with Joe. I still do listen to Joe's podcast um, quite regularly, um, but his network and the people that he brings on, all these interesting figures, I just learned about so many different people and so many different things and from there it's like spread out so he doesn't really have like a specific topic he just brings no, interesting just, people yeah, on and just, talks this to shit them. that he's interested in really right like at the moment he's really interested in yeah ancient civilizations he's getting into hunting so he brings like hunters on right and um, how, comedian so, friends yeah just whatever he's scientists political people like the one that I and so yeah. you said he was a commentator for UFC commentator, yeah. so mixed martial arts commentator and stand-up comedian, right? And just went, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Let's get all my friends on first. Yeah, and then- yeah, because no, it's more the comedy side of him because I think uh, he got the idea from two guys named Opie and Anthony, who were radio hosts, who then started doing internet radio. Right. And he just loved the format that they had, where they would just sort of go over there and they would chill out and they would just talk shit 
for a while and it was relaxed and they'd be drinking and smoking and whatever. And they, they got a re they actually like have a really big, um, following. So he was like, well, why don't we do this sort of thing? Cause he's obviously friends with all these comedians. He's got interesting enough acquaintances to invite along. And he would have gotten to the point where people actually wanted to come on. And, yeah. Well, that's yeah, what yeah. it's at now. You know, he's, he seems like he's booked for months and months and months and all these big profile people come on. It's the dream. Mm. I mean, we'll have that one. It is the dream right. just to yeah. interview interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. Every, like, every that's your week. job. Interesting just people want to come to you. Yeah. 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 So, what are the, just so the audience knows, what are the, the specific episodes? Oh, the recommendations for mm. you two. Yes. Uh, so, Liz recommending Tulsi Gabbard. She is a, is she in, I think she's a congresswoman or is she in the House of Representatives? can't quite remember. She's a politician for the Democratic Party who represents the state of Hawaii. I don't quite remember the episode number. Do you have the information I'm in front of you? I'm just going to Please try and do. bring it up now. Yeah. My internet but she, um, yeah, she's very switched on, very compelling. And He gave me the choice between two. He gave me the choice between that one and a guy who'd been on death row for 22 years who yes. was innocent, which the crime buff in me went, know. you know what? I really want to do it, but I'm going to go against type and I'm going to listen to the other episode. Well, what did you uh, end up doing? 1,170 <laughs> was yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. One, one, one seventy Tulsi Gabbard, yeah. She, um, she gives me hope for the future of American politics. Mm. Oh, look, there's a little bit of hope going there about is, now. Yeah. I don't want to latch onto it too hard mm. because I was – I was destroyed <laughs> I by the 2016 <laughs> election. No hope. 2016 was a dumpster fire of a year. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I also have listened to that to, one. I, I, no, I haven't listened to her. I've listened to Joe Rogan though, mm. because again, he is always top 10 yeah. podcasts in the world at all times. Mm. Um, and he's a very compelling presenter. Mm hmm. And the one that I recommended you, Zane, was... Which I wanted. Chuck <laughs> but Zane Palinic, got Palinic, Palinic. I don't quite remember how to pronounce his last Palinic. name. Palinic. The gentleman who wrote Fight Club and Guts as well. I and others. Other things. Many other things. But, yeah, uh, he's just an interesting mind, like a real, true, creative artist, writer. Like, yeah, he, he he's... Yeah, very, very compelling. And then had so many great stories from the cutting room floor of the writer's room, that mm. some of which brought me to tears, which uh, didn't move the imperturbable Zane. Um, <laughs> He's a man of stone. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what episode number was that? Uh, that's uh, 1158. 1158. So, yeah, number 1170 and 1158. And then I think the other one that, the other one that I, Offered Liz, Nick Yaris. It was Yaris. the one directly either before or after. Yeah, so it's it either one one, it's either one one seven one or one one six nine. Nick Yaris was yeah wrongfully convicted of murder, twenty two <sighs> years on death row. Totally turned his life around for the better, like a hero, like a hero in a movie. It's crazy. It's amazing that that can happen. Mm. All right, well, we'll listen to that and we'll give you our reactions mm. to Joe Rogan next episode. Excellent. Do you, would you like to go next, Liz, or would you like me to? Uh, I'll go next. Okay. Okay, so um, obviously true crime buff and also a bit of a, a bit partial to comedy. Um, My Favourite Murder was the podcast that got me hooked on podcasts. Um, 
when Nat recommended it to me, it was very um, kind of, she's like, oh, my God, you'd love them. They have all these, like, sayings, like, stay sexy and don't get murdered, which <laughs> is on my T-shirt. It's on your shirt. Might You've I got the merch. Say, I bought way too much merch from them because I love all their catchphrases, like, get a job, buy your own shit and stay out of the florist, um, <laughs> which is great life advice. Also, fuck politeness and you're in a cult, call your dad. Um <laughs> So, <laughs> and the beauty of starting from the start with these girls is that um, you you get to come in on where they came up with these and all of a sudden people were sending them merch with their own stuff written on it and they yeah. were like, how yeah, is yeah. this happening? <laughs> um, but their story is that, um, so Karen used to, I think she, I don't think she does anymore. I think she just recently quit her job, but she was a comedian, TV writer. Yeah. Um, and Karen uh, and Georgia Hardstark. So it's Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And um, Georgia also had another podcast at the time called Slumber Party and she was, had a show on the cooking channel. And anyway, Karen was at a Halloween party talking to some people about some horrific thing that she um, witnessed and everyone else was kind of like backing away slowly. <laughs> and all of a sudden Georgia, who you begin to learn through the podcast, has immense social anxiety, was kind of creeping forward and being like, oh, my people. Um, <laughs> so they just met and started talking and spent the entire night speaking about serial killers and each of them says in the podcast they kind of felt like, you know, the taboo that they've not been allowed to talk about. They found a person that they could talk about it with and go, oh, my God, and did you know this guy did this? Um, and I love their banter and the way that they kind of just chat about things and they make shit up on the spot. If, if you want something that's incredibly well-researched, this is not the place to come. Um, they basically either retell episodes of Forensic Files or I Survived or look up. They, all, they always say, please donate to Wikipedia because if it wasn't for them, we'd have no jobs. Yeah, um, yeah. But I love the way, and, and it sounds really messed up to have a comedy murder podcast, which is if somebody had told me, oh, there's this comedy murder podcast, I probably would have been a bit like that's kind of disrespectful. But the way they do it um, is in a really respectful way that I find um, kind of lightens the mood but not in a way that's offensive to me. Yeah, um, I think like in a, in a murder there are, there are two parties. There is the murdered and the murderer. And one of those parties, you're definitely allowed to make fun of, yeah, because they're terrible people. Terrible, terrible <laughs> humans. Like, but and and then you know, I just I love. For me, it's it's um, and people were like, "You live alone. Why do you listen to all these um horrific things?" Because I feel more prepared to be able to deal with this shit now that I've listened to so much about it. Like, there's so many times where. They talk about tactics that people use to get out of things or, you know, one of them was where they told the origin of why the Amber Alert is called the Amber Alert and it's this awful story about a young girl called Amber getting murdered. Oh, but no. knowing, like, the etymology of these kinds of things and how awful everything was in the 70s where any time a yeah. child disappeared they were like, oh, well, clearly they ran away, you know. Um, but they've had people write into the podcast and say, because I listened to your podcast – I got myself out of this awful situation. There was a pregnant woman that was nearly beaten to death recently and she's like, I remembered something that I heard on the podcast and instead of yelling help me because nobody responds to help me, mm. she yelled, I don't know you. And because she yelled, I don't know you, more people came up to her than yeah, if she yeah. had because they didn't think it was a domestic dispute and saved her life. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, it, it, gives, it gives a lightness to a really horrible subject in a way that helps us cope with it and learn from it but also like I'm very fascinated in in psychology and, and the way that people's minds tick and 
listening to these stories about these people who are essentially broken humans mm. and, and kind mm. of looking a bit deeply, more deeply into why they do the things that they do really fascinates me. So that's why I got into it. Um, the episodes that I recommended for each of you. Now, the reason why I didn't recommend one of these episodes to Pat is because before we were talking about this podcast, I pretty much retold the entire yeah. story to him <laughs> And you told myself, it so well. Word for word, almost. Um, so I tend to find that with the My Favourite Murders um, – there's rarely an episode where I love both of the murders that they do. I'll like one and then be obsessed with the other one. So um, for uh, Zane, I recommended um, Lawrence Singleton um, who – I oh, will see, they call it they, – they, all of the episodes are named after the people who did the bad thing, but mm. I really want to say it's the Mary Vincent story because yes. yeah, it's, yeah, her, yeah, it's her story. Like so – Sometimes when Karen um, is feeling a little bit lazy, she will just retell an episode of I Survived. And I really love that because you know that no matter how bad things get, that the person survived. survived. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't even remember what the other murder was in that because <laughs> I, every time I tell someone to listen to MFM, I'm like episode 18 is the business because Mary goddamn Vincent. And I will say like that is that is that – feels in the podcast in that episode um you, you can tell that they're more excited about it as well yes exactly so but i'll wait until mm, wait until episode. it's all to yeah and so <laughs> and the episode that i recommended to patrick like i found it's lord lucan and it's the Summerhill road murders so the lord lucan one was interesting but i don't usually love as much when they do the old timey murders because i don't find they resonate me with me as well but the reason why I recommended it to Patrick is because it um, it had such an interesting um, twist of events of how it's kind of difficult to say, but, you know, like this person comes forward and is the obvious suspect for murder, but then they're not, but then they are, but then the court process gets completely twisted around so that they can get around double jeopardy. And it's just, yeah. as I was listening to it, I was just like, yay, get him. And then I was like, oh, maybe he didn't do it. Oh God, he didn't do it. No, yay, he did do it. Get him. And- I never finished watching um, Making a Murderer. Isn't that what happens in that too? Sort of. Um, I'm, I've got very, very strict opinions <laughs> on Making a Murderer, which we can probably discuss on a later episode. But I, I just I thought that you would um, enjoy the way that the court process was manipulated yeah. in that one. That's why I recommended you that one. I was going to recommend you another one that's actually my second favourite episode, but it was yeah. another I Survived and I didn't want to. I didn't want Double to do two. I survived. Well, tell me anyway, because I probably still want to listen to it. Um, it's Jennifer Mori. I've got it in the show notes if anyone wants to yep. um, have a look at it. Um, it's this woman who um, was attacked by someone in her. Uh, well, she was just attacked. She woke up and she was being attacked, and then a security guard knocked on her door to ask if she was okay. And what happens after that is not good. No, <laughs> it's ah, uh, yeah. It, it was a wonderful story, and they and they continued it. Um, because the woman who who was the I survived girl, Jennifer, wrote in uh, like 15 episodes later and was like, hearing you tell my story made me so happy and it felt like, you know, you were my friends and, and that we knew each other. And then like 20 episodes after that, 
was a guest star on their live show because oh, she wow, just messaged yeah, them yeah. and was like, can I have tickets? And I'm just sitting in the car like crying, <laughs> listening to this woman talk about how amazed she was that someone wanted to tell her story. So that was the other one I was going to recommend, but you should. No, I want that now. That's, that's Sorry. very compelling. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell the number of episodes in the show notes, um, but I think it's like 30-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so yeah, I, I guess Maury. that's a great time to mention that everything that we mention will be in the show notes so you don't have to like rewind back and, yeah. and get the mm. numbers and whatever we'll li- put put links where yeah. possible in the show notes and failing that we'll we will list episode numbers yeah. and what have you but with mfm i do recommend starting from the start you do have to put up with some sound issues because um they had really terrible mics so do be aware that the ads will blast your head off Ooh. by the time that you come to them because everything else is so quiet um you can come in at any time, but you'll probably not enjoy their chatty banter at the start of the episode, which sometimes can last for 15 to 20 minutes if you haven't been on their journey with them. So, yeah. I enjoyed their chatty banter anyway. Me too. <laughs> and, you know, when I found out what they looked like, I first thought they looked like uh, the way that they talk, they're so Californian that I was like, oh, these girls have to be like, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed. Oh, my God. They're <laughs> both like two brunettes. They're both like black hair, like goth looking. And the <laughs> other one, George is like super vintage, quirky, bright eyes. The number of times that she's just like making a face, she's like, oh, my God, Karen, describe this face. Describe the face that I'm making right now. Like they're adorable. I love them. And. Well, look, I'll, I'll talk about it when I when I <laughs> when, when I give you my reactions to listening to the episode. Uh, so my my recommendation is a weird one because it actually doesn't exist anymore. But I wish it did. I wish it did as well. Um, my favorite podcast of all time is Thrilling Adventure Hour, um, written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Is that their real names? Real names. For, sh- for and re- that's like how they, they met. Oh. They apparently lined up behind each other in signing up for a college class or something, and Blacker or Acker heard the other one's name and said, "That's almost exactly my name." <laughs> and then they started. It was a film writing course and so they started writing together and so they've been writing partners ever since um so thrilling adventure hour is they call it fake radio but it's uh, a new time radio podcast in the style of old time radio Mm. and they basically once a month put on a variety hour which has three or four segments of 15 to 20 minutes uh of different old time radio i guess parodies or satire stories uh, and then each week they release one of these segments so that you have Sparks Nevada, Marshall on Mars, which is like a sci-fi Western on Mars, uh, Beyond Belief, which is my personal favourite, which is two upper-class mediums who are dealing with the supernatural in New York City, uh, Colonel TikTok, which is uh, a British gentleman with a time machine doing Queen Elizabeth I's bidding. Um, it is sounds wacky but it has such a huge cast like some of the names i'll just go through like regular uh, cast and guest and stars, guest so. stars yeah. like it's huge like a listers yeah um but so before they were really famous so Paget brewster paul f tompkins craig kakowski busy phillips annie savage uh james urbaniak and uh john dimaggio mark evan jackson mark gagliardi all of these are like all on bojack horseman community um they've since this project become b plus listers yeah, let's say that. <laughs> hey look b plus ain't bad 
Uh, it is. It is good. not bad. But like they've had John Hamm, they've had uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Emily Blunt, Nick Offerman, uh, Nathan Fillion, Zach Levi. Uh, they've had Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. Yes. Uh, possibly my. F- Favorite uh, guest star. Tyler's, yeah, yeah, I got that one. That was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it doesn't exist anymore, mm. unfortunately. But there are so many episodes. There are so many episodes. So it needs what, to be more. <laughs> what exists now is the thrilling adventure hour. Um, what do they call Isn't it? Like treasury, it's the or treasury. Tre- yes, yeah. it's the thrilling adventure our treasury, and they will they're re-releasing select episodes and mini episodes, and there's some behind the scenes stuff there as well with interviews with Acker and Blacker or um, Paul F. Tompkins. A lot of stuff there. I was lucky enough back in the day to have to, in order to get people to listen to this podcast who were not into podcasts, I had to physically download the podcast <laughs> onto a USB drive to give to other people to go, this is the best thing you'll ever listen to. Please listen so we can geek together. Uh-huh. Um, and then they did. And so we all got the comic that they released and et cetera, et cetera. Do you have that? I do. I have. It's, I need it's to, over there I need to read that. on my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> you can borrow it and read it. Thank it's very you. good. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore, but mm. it's my favorite. And listen to the treasury and put pressure on them to come back. Um, how do we do that? Yeah, how do we do that? Can <laughs> right we in there. They have a website. Every uh, every year, uh, so, since they've stopped, every year they've done like a Christmas special where they get as many of the people as they can to New York. And they do a show in New York and a show in LA, mm-hmm. which is just another is that you get get a spark show, Beyond Belief show, etc. Mm. They tried to turn Beyond Belief into a TV show that didn't happen, but they're now they're trying to turn it into an animated TV show, I which think I animated. think is a better yeah. idea. Yes, yes. Um, so these characters are still in the mix in the world somewhere. Mm. Um, but so my recommendation to anyone, uh, and it is in the treasury is episode 10 of the treasury wishing hell. This is a beyond belief episode. Uh, So you've got Frank and Sadie Doyle and it's kind of uh, stand by me slash it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And it's very funny. However, for Patrick, I sent you, uh, uh, did I send you you sent me a bunch, yeah. I got, you just, I did, didn't you just uh, I did, give us a Dropbox folder with everything yeah, and said, have at it? I did it? one, five, and ten. Mm, I mm, think I may have ones. listened to all of Beyond Belief. You all should. Of it. <laughs> and, and the urge is there. I couldn't um, stop. <laughs> but more on that later. I'm sure that you can <laughs> on their website. <laughs> no, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> you can on their website uh, listen to, to more of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Keep the fandom alive because it was very big. Like it, moved, it started out in a tiny little bar with that could seat forty people, I think, the M bar, and then it, by the end it was it was a few hundred seat theater once a month show. Is what you gave us everything, or is there? It's not everything. It's right. everything up to a point because right. after that, everyone I knew was already listening to us. I didn't yeah. have to. Give so, it to them do anymore. you think the rest of it exists to be had? 
It'd be hard to find. I, I am really good at finding things <laughs> I online. I know you are. Yes, actually, that's true. <laughs> uh, it, it, it must exist somewhere. All right, challenge mm. accepted. <laughs> uh, whether or not we <laughs> – look, if I can get Paget Brewster to talk to me personally and say, Zane, I appreciate how much of a fan you are of this podcast – here, here is a digital copy of everything we ever did. Paget, and I would go, Paget Brewster. Paget, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> me, me too. And 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 that's. No, I'm not saying that lightly. <laughs> uh, so please uh, go go listen to the Treasury. Um, yeah, I think that's. I, I'm. I feel like I've just been gushing for a long time now. That's okay. We good. can look when when <laughs> we share our recommendations. When we when we share our opinions, we can gush, gush together. together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's that's our first episode. I think I think yeah. we'll wrap it there. Um, all our recommendations will be in the show notes uh, with links where possible. Uh, so please listen in uh, or listen along, and then come back next week where we uh, give our reviews on the on our co-host suggestions and bring in a new podcast for you to listen to. Yeah. Uh, next week I have a very small, very unknown podcast that I would like to recommend. So I'm very it's one of my it's one of the ones that I look forward to every week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stick with Murder, yeah. um, one that's quite well known but slightly better researched than <laughs> MFM. <laughs> There's a few ones that I want to, like, I'm really excited to share with you guys, but yeah. I feel like I want to save it a little I bit. I know. You've got to, like, <laughs> make it link. You know, yeah. you've got to put a so few I've ones and then pepper my the good ones. sort of purposefully. Yeah. I might need to do a little bit of uh, reorganizing, but it's quite <laughs> purposeful. All right. Well, this is a success. I'm very happy. Thank cool. you for joining me. Hey. Thank you Anytime. for joining me. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back weekly. So uh, join us next week and we'll uh, we'll listen to podcasts until then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. The world is a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons... Or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical... Subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know, wherever you find fun and funny podcasts. Or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.